Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Dynamic Women, and we're here with a wonderful panel of guests today. We have Linda Crater from Washington, D.C., Ifrat Sofer from London, England. We have Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Ontario, and Kathy Crafty, East Texas. And I'm coming to you from the chilly north, or actually from the chilly <laughs> southwest of Los Angeles. And we're kind of spanning the globe today because failure, which is our topic, and lessons that we We've learned from failure is is universal. I mean, human failure is universal. And one of the things that I've found in my life, because I am really, really good at messing things up. I'm really not a detailed person, as Linda Creter and Frankie Picasso actually. If Ron, all everybody there can tell you, I'm really bad at like details, like dates and times, and I mess them up all the time. Um, but one of the things that I don't do is I don't beat myself up on it. I laugh mm-hmm. about it. I embrace it. And to me, a lot of times failure is not really a failure. It's just right. a different way of doing something. I'm going to go over to Kathy Craffy in East Texas because she has a great quote for us. I'm just laughing because my daughter just sat in on one of our episodes and now she snuck off, but she left me a bunch of sticky notes and you know how I love to collect quotes. And I was just going to read this and take credit for her quote, but then I thought, no, I need to give her credit. So here it is. People always talk about how to succeed, but who talks about how to fail? Failure happens so much more. And that is a quote from my daughter, Ellen Craffy Trant. Isn't she long? <laughs> she is. We do I love fail. that. Frankie Picasso. Hi, it's Frankie. Um, my quote is is but from Dennis Waitley, and he said, "Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It's a temporary detour, not an end." And I totally agree with that. And I think that if you don't fail, you're not living life right. Amen. Now I'm going to go to over to England and I'm going to put Ifrat in the hot seat because Ifrat, you've had a you've had some failures and and some delays. You know when we talk about um, what what seems to be a failure at the time can just be a delay if we keep going if if we fail and quit. Um, and I think about you know your 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 work on your PhD and you didn't quit you didn't quit but you did miss some deadlines you did have to ask for some referrals or deferrals or whatever it is but your process was something that you kept going and that's one of the things that I really admire about you is that stick to itiveness can you share a little bit about that? Um, yes, well it's been it's been a real journey and I think. Um, Kind of a wise friend once told me, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Mm-hmm. So mm. failure is a matter of perception, I think. And that even when people in authority, kind of people who are supposed to be your teachers or your guides, say that um, you are about to fail, it's a matter of perception. Like it's, it's sometimes it's a matter of just owning it. And saying, well, no, actually, I'm not going to fail. Um, And just kind of keep on going and to block out that negativity. Um, And um, and it is it's it's like delays can be seen as a failure. And sometimes delays make you 
look at something for what it really is. Um, so, for example, if, if you can't deliver something by a particular deadline, it makes you really dig deep and ask yourself why you're doing something. And the reasons might change. So the result mm -hmm. might be the same, but the reasons for doing something, and I keep harping on about it, is that um, it's all about learning from the process and gaining kind of strength from things around you that help you to keep on going. Um, and sometimes you get kind of clues along the way on why you should keep going. So whether it's, it's getting help from friends or kind of people just appear um, and, and asking for help and just kind of really um, embracing that process. Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Ontario. Thank you. It's Frankie here. Hi, Efrat. Great, um, great um, comments that you've just made. One of the comments that really struck me was delay mm -hmm. can be seen as failure. And I'm in the middle of a big book project with a bunch of women, and it's been pushed and pushed and pushed back. And for me, I felt like a personal failure. However, we're looking at it now as a time to, like you said, you, you can sit back, you can see what's right, what's wrong. Instead of the pushing, uh, it's the massaging time. You can look at it and, and say, you know what, it's going to be even better when it does come out. And so take this time, don't rush, and it's not a failure. It's just a delay. And sometimes a delay is just a delay. Absolutely. And to just give you a sense of perspective, uh, PhDs here usually take about three to four years. Mm -hmm. My my grand work has taken about 11 years. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> you. Bless you. Right. But she's still going. I mean, she's, I know. Right? she's in the home stretch. I mean, that's to me, it's like, you know, if Rot becomes a superhero uh, because she has overcome all these things. Yes. And I think that's the difference between success and failure. You know, if Rot kept going, she's like our little English engine that could. Um, <laughs> let's go to Linda Crater. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly and I think uh, I, I love the book by the way the book sometimes you win sometimes you learn is a John Maxwell book who I, I love his quote but I think sometimes you learn new approaches when the timing is delayed because the persistence is there but some sort of roadblock kept you from getting to where you needed to go and I think this group especially we're very persistent we don't like to be thwarted, and so mm -hmm. we really keep going. And I, it always likens it to the um, book. Have any of you read Three Feet from Gold? No. no. It, it's a book that you know pretty much describes just as it sounds, where someone was digging for gold back in the days of the gold rush and eventually gave up. Mm -hmm. Someone else did some strategic study of the area, maybe this is still in the 1800s, but came up with, they had a better idea of where the vein of gold might be. And it turned out that the first person was only three feet from that magnificent vein of gold. And so sometimes it causes you a delay, causes you to take a step back and reevaluate, maybe I missed something, maybe I could go in a new direction. And, and I always liken, I'll call them delay failures, um, to that time to step back and strategically take another look. Did I miss something? Kathy Crafty, East Texas. Yeah, I love that idea of, of the thought that we have to pause sometimes as women mm -hmm. and just think about what we really want and, and are we going in a direction that will take us there? 
I just, I just love what Efrat shared about taking 11 years on her PhD when really I know she's raising kids and she knows like half a dozen languages mm-hmm. and it's so easy to get focused on one little part of what we're doing. But most women are doing 15 or 20 things at the same time. And for myself, just to share something personal, when I got to that place where I was really, I had reached the limit of what I could do in my marriage to make it what I wanted. And I, you know, you can't, you can't make marriage what you want. It's a two people thing. So it ha- it, ta- it requires two people to make it what you want. So I had to learn a whole bunch of new communication skills. And at that moment, I felt very defeated. But now, 10 years later, I feel so victorious and so glad. I can't even count all the reasons that I'm glad that we we didn't give up then. We kept pushing on. Mm-hmm. If right, so far, London, England. Um, it's funny that um, that kind of we're all on the same page here because uh, on my desk, I have this um, Thomas Edison quote that just sits above my computer. And it says, um, many people gave up without knowing how close they were to success. (laughs) And (laughs) if Thomas Edison said that, it must be true. Um, it's, It's just, it's again, it's also about belief and faith. And and mm-hmm. just keeping going just because you have faith um, and learning from it. Uh, we're going to go to Frankie Picasso since she is uh, she won potato wedges today. So that makes her queen <laughs> of the show because <laughs> I got potatoes. Um, you know, the the idea, the three feet from gold, the you know, um, in coaching, we talk about, you know, three inches from the brass ring. When people are just, and it's so common, more common than you would even think, so many people fail just as their fingertips are touching their success. And the reason for that is really they're afraid of success. They're afraid that they um, may be thought of as a one-trick pony. They're afraid that they'll have to replicate whatever magic happened you know, where people go, oh, you're such a winner. Uh, how, how am I ever going to do that again? I'm a, you know, I'm a fake. And all of those fears go through their head and make them fail. Well, and the fear of change, you know, and one of change. the things mm-hmm. that I do struggle with, because I know if I really stick to it, you know, I can succeed on some things. And I have to have this little self-talk in my head that goes, you know what, Sam, if you do this, you'll make a lot of money and it'll be okay. And a lot of money in your bank account is a good thing. And I, I literally have to do that for myself, especially after like eight years struggling as a single mom. And all of a sudden, you know, these things come into my life and my life does change. Now it changes changed for the better, but that process of change that comes from failure or success, Frankie, I really think that's a psychological, like it doesn't matter if it's success or failure. No, change is it doesn't. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Change is scary. And, and, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you would have lost your, your friends. Potato wedges. you know those are the fears though the fears that you know people that that love you your friends they're going to go away because now you're different you know you're not like us anymore you're not struggling like you're like we talked about in a past show about friends you know friendships go away when when you're not struggling with them anymore you're you're not part of that group anymore you're different now so all kinds of things can happen for for people when change is about to happen i think i might have mentioned this to you once before the chinese have two characters for change danger and opportunity so the Mm -hmm. danger is you know you have to come out of that comfort zone but that's where opportunity lives and and that's where we must challenge ourselves 
So how wow. many e-girls I got to take us to commercial circle. break. This is so great. I'm sitting here taking notes. This is so it is. It's so important. We're going to have to go to commercial break. This is Dynamic Women Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard today, you can check us out at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. We're visiting today in our Lessons from Failure show with Efrat Sofer in London, England, Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Ontario, myself, I'm in Los Angeles, Linda Crater, Washington, D.C., and Kathy Crafty, East Texas. When we come back, we're going to talk about that fine line between success and failure and what is it that puts the switch from negative to positive. And we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. February is Heart Awareness Month, with heart disease being the number one killer of Americans. Approximately 632,000 Americans die each year which means one out of every four disease-related deaths in the U.S. are attributed to heart disease. According to the American Heart Association, approximately 785,000 Americans have their first heart attack each year, with an additional 470,000 experiencing a recurrent heart attack. That equals a staggering 1,255,000 Americans each year falling prey to a heart attack. According to the CDC, approximately 4 out of every 10 people who have heart disease are also inactive. It's time to get moving. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with a roundtable of failure experts. And I got to tell you, that's not a negative thing. I mean, you guys laugh, but we are all failure experts because guess what? We've made a success in our lives, in our different uh, disciplines and industries. And in order to do that, we had to fail a lot more than we could succeed. And when I was a young girl, I was waiting tables for um, a football conference. And Don Shula, who had won a bunch of Mm -hmm. uh, Miami Dolphin uh, Super Bowl rings, said to me, grab my arm when I was 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 working. And he said, you know, kid, he goes, you're going to make it someday. And I looked at him and I'm like, you know, pouring his iced tea. And he's like, I've watched you all week. And he goes, successful people do what most people don't. And he goes, and successful people don't quit. Now, That's something that I have held on to for 20 years. And I'm going to go to Linda Crater first because successful people don't quit. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there. The little engine that could is the best Mm -hmm. children's story. I Mm -hmm. tease a front and call her the Mm -hmm. little English engine that could, but the Mm -hmm. little engine kept going. I think I can, I think I can. And belief is everything. Linda Crater. I love that. And, and that is my favorite childhood book. I also think we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. And successes are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I've loved the times that there were successes. But the failures are where I learn to readjust or to change or to realize that something I was doing was not serving me very well. Um, there's there's a quote, and I love this woman. I, I really respected her. And it's Margaret Thatcher. And she talks about persistence in this way. She says, and this is the quote, 
you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. And so if it's important to you, you will stick with it. I'm not saying that everything you do needs to go again and again and again and beat your head against the wall. Sometimes those delays are telling you that that might not be the way the flow is going and where you should go. But I think when you take the steps to go to a goal that you're reaching for, a setback is only a setback and a no today is not a no forever. So Margaret Thatcher, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. We're going to go to Kathy Crafty in East Texas. Thank you. I just love that quote. And and I think that is so true in families and marriage. Any place, any group where you're trying to build group dynamics, we all crave companionship. It's something that's just built into our DNA as humans. We may not want to be the life of the party, but we want to have one friend sitting next to us. We like to be companions. And, and yet we often find in our families that we're just fighting for life and joy and and happiness and fun. And, and then we've got all these other things going on at work too. So I I have noticed in families, we have to fight battles more than once sometimes to win them. That's especially true raising kids. (laughs) I thought so for London, England. Absolutely. That really resonates with me because I think it's also teaching that to your children. Mm -hmm. Something that I've really wanted and I've worked hard on, kind of teaching my boys. And sometimes, frankly, that was even continuing to be a an example and to showing my kids that you just keep on going. If it's important enough to you, mm-hmm. um, you keep on fighting the battles because the ultimate goal is worth it. I, absolutely. I, I think it is very important. Frankie, what do you think? Oh, I totally, you know, I, I'm the unstoppable Frankie Picasso, right? For a reason. I think <laughs> I, I, yeah, you, you can't give up. You know, what was that? You know, try, try, try again until whatever mm-hmm. that quote was. But mm-hmm. I really, I really do believe in that because, and you have to teach your children that you don't always win the first time out. You don't, um, but you try, try again and you always get up. And we talked about, I think we talked about this yesterday on a show about, you know, how we all clap when, when the, the hurt player on a field gets up mm-hmm. and we all, you know, we all have that special feeling like, good, yay, they got up, you know, um, they're not giving up. And whether they ever play again, it doesn't matter. The fact is that, you know, they they got up. And that's a really important lesson. I used to ride, you know, um, horseback uh, professionally. Not professionally, but, you know, I rode in, in competitions. And, you know, the one thing my dad said, you always get back on the horse. Always, always, always get back on the horse. So I'd be thrown over jumps. I'd be whatever. But you have to get back on. You have to overcome your fear. And that's the same in life. You have to get back on whatever it is that turned you you know, made you stumble or, or made you fall down or fall off, whether it's addiction or anything, you get back up because good things happen when you get up. You know, laying down really never served people terribly well. There's another wonderful quote, if you will suffer with me here. It is again, Margaret Thatcher. And she says, look at a day when you are supremely satisfied at the end. It's not a day when you lounge around doing nothing. It's a day you've had everything to do and you've done it. Mm. Yeah, Afrat? Yes. I'm 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 sitting here thinking about the day I met Margaret Thatcher. Oh Um, my. Of course you did, did. right. (laughs) I will say it was in LA. It was in LA at a book launch. And I remember how impressed I was. I must have been about sixteen years old when I saw her. 
and you could she was probably one of the most impressive people I've ever met because you could see that survival instinct in her and you could see this and it's you could really see it in her manner in her and the power of it kind of it's it's very potent um and you could see that I don't know her her sense of focus her sense and it's you can see it in people and you can see that she's been places and just you could see it in her whole manner and um it's what an example even though she's a very controversial figure politically in the UK she is such a ro- a role model i think women can't dispute the fact that she paved the way for many 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 of us and serves as an example absolutely Frankie, you know, male or female, you know, we, we, we want people who get back up and one of the, I didn't meet Margaret Thatcher, but I have been fortunate (laughs) to to three times, to three times now, I got to put my little plug in there, um, to interview Winston Churchill's great grandson and he's carrying on, you know, the work of his great grandfather. And I was so fortunate to have my dad on that show because my dad lived in England at the time of Churchill and, and he said he rallied a nation. Like there was just something that like you believed him when he said, we can't do this. And even though everything is falling down and, and, you know, all around them and and all you can see is failure and people expected Churchill to fail. They hired, they they actually put him in because they wanted, you know, a scapegoat. He didn't, you know, he, like his conviction and he just, no, we're not going to fail. We are going to be, you know, this great nation. And I love that. I just love that people who can, who can make you believe in that. And it's all a failure. And, you know, Henry Ford said, you know, think you can, think you can. Either way, you're right. And that is the truth. And so it's how we think. And it's our, our perspective on anything and everything that, that, you know, can make you go forward or fail. It's true. And, and I, I think that you're talking about inspiration to keep going. Sometimes mm-hmm. there just needs to be that little bit of spark. Kathy, you had an opinion. Well, I love it that we're giving our British neighbors and ancestors so much glory today. <laughs> oh, we're talking so- about the Alamo? <laughs> we'll do a whole show on that, girlfriend. No, I think we're just so happy to have a fraught with us today. It's just a we blessing. are. She's and awesome. I'm so happy to be but there I, with you, ladies. I do have this Winston Churchill, since it's quote day, too, and he's so great to quote, right? Mm-hmm. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston yes. Churchill, of course. Of course. Well, well, I just love his uh, his success because it was marked by all those years of people thinking it was weird. And I just have to admit, I, I really relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question to throw into the mix because this is something that I struggle with. How do you know when it is time to quit? Like, There are times when I'm working really hard and I'm like, I just sit down and I I do this thing where I like cross my legs like a guru. And then I I fold my hands like I'm like a little girl in church and I just like pray really hard. And then I shut up and listen. And then I listen to my gut and it'll tell me whether I should quit or continue. And more often than not, I follow that because it is true that, that you can't be successful if you quit, but there are times in life you need to quit something. And I find the stillness of the moment is when I listen for when it's time to quit. Who wants to talk about quitting? Because you got to quit something if you're going to be successful in something else. Listen, quitting is part of it. 
this is Linda. I'll be happy to take that. I, I think you're right. Sometimes you know that in your heart, once you want something or believe something is going to work, that all the indications and all the doors are closing. And it isn't that you're three feet from gold. The door is really closing for a reason. And then it's the more quotes today, you know, when a door closes, another one opens. And I'm a big believer in gut and intuition, and it has worked well for me. And I think that there are the times that you have to just truly look starkly at a situation and take a look and say, you know, this just is not working. I think that I need to take a break and pause. I loved your talk about stillness. I think so often we need to stop and listen. There's a busyness that a chatter that goes on in life that can just make you miss the signals that are very to know what comes next. But that stillness and the time to think introspectively and to take a good stark mm-hmm. look at things leads you where to go next. I, I agree with you, Sandra. I think it's valuable. I'm going to go to a frat for two minutes. Then Kathy's going to take us to commercial break. Oh, I guess you are not, Kathy. That will be Linda. <laughs> Sorry, a frat sofa, London, England. I think opportunities also present themselves. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's a blessing that some doors close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... For example, I I was a lawyer in a former life, and um, as rewarding as that career was, I don't think it was kind of my life's purpose to to do that because I didn't feel like I was growing as a person, and it will for sure be useful in future. But I think it's it's sometimes I agree that it it is your gut. It is your, and it's reaching a point where it's just continuing just doesn't serve you anymore. Um, and not even kind of in the long-term plan. Um, I don't know how you ladies feel about it, especially since we're such driven career women that um, giving up is a very difficult thing to do for us. Even though it might be the good thing, a good, uh, uh, the best, best thing for us it is it is it it's a very very difficult decision to make agreed agreed this is linda we we have to take another break the time always moves so quickly on these programs and i would love if we can talk about after we come back from the break that the opportunities that arise from failure are often where we find our niche ultimately. And I would love to talk about that after we come back from break. You're listening to Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we are visiting with Ifrat Sofer in London, England, Frankie Picasso in Toronto, Canada, Kathy Krafke in East Texas, Sandra Beck in Los Angeles, and me in Washington, D.C. And opportunities and failure and persistence are all connected. And I love that Frankie told us the Chinese character means two things, danger and opportunity, and it's important. So right back after these messages with more information about opportunities arising through failure. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. about 
the man who had a fir tree growing in his lung? A 28-year-old male living in central Russia went to the hospital complaining of chest pain. And when doctors x-rayed his chest, they found what appeared to be a tumor in one of his lungs. However, upon closer inspection, they were amazed to find this tumor was actually a small fir tree complete with needles. The mopsicle-faced surgeon said he couldn't believe what he was seeing. What's another word for a skeptic? A pyranist. The five-centimeter branch was removed from the patient and kept by the tree surgeon for further examination. Doctors suggest the man might have inhaled a small bud, which then started to grow inside his body. What's the word for the fear of trees? Dendrophobia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Are you ready to go beyond happy and to live joyfully? Tune in to Lessons in Joyful Living with Kimberly Rinaldi. Kimberly believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers. Each week, Kimberly shares from decades of combined experience to help you go past happy and get to joyful living. To truly stand in a place of peace, joy, and abundance and know that it's calling for each and every one of us. Lessons in Joyful Living, Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. Before the break, we were talking about how sometimes opportunities really do rise through failure. And something you may never have considered is suddenly in front of you. And when that sort of thing happens, it is such a feeling of affirmation that maybe all that work that you did before that you did pass up or decide was not serving you well has open the door to a new opportunity. I, I wonder how you all feel about that. Frankie, can we go? Well, I want to start with a quote because this quote drives me. Um, and it's by Lee Iacocca. And it says, we are continually faced by great opportunities, brilliantly disguised as insoluble problems. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, you know, for me, that, that says you, you need to be creative. It means, you know, it, it actually sparked a, a business side of me that said I'm going to be a solution strategist because some people aren't that creative. They can't think beyond that wall that they just hit. And so, you know, you have to know you got to go over, under, you know, in and out. Like, like that's what you have to do to be unstoppable, to be, you know, a success and not a failure. So I, I, for me, that was the opportunity. Opportunities are everywhere. Absolutely. I love it. Kathy? Well, we're talking about failure, and I'm such an expert on this. I was I was just cracking we up. <laughs> when Sandra called us experts on failures, I thought, man, I fit it. That, that is my team right there. But but one thing I did a few years ago, I called myself the accidental president. I, I ended up being a president of a beautiful ladies organization here that supports this wonderful health clinic we have in East Texas called Bethesda Health Clinic. And it was accidental. This very dynamic woman was going to be the president and she was going to train me and then I was going to do it the next year. And she ended up starting a nonprofit for homeless people in our area. So, I mean, how can you argue with that? Mm -hmm. So I ended up being the president and I just told them when they asked me if I would do it, I don't know how to do that. But if you will be my friends and and help me, then I will. Well, the whole year, every failure I had just opened up all these great opportunities for the other women to shine. I mean, we had the best team. It was a great year. I love that because I think when we help others, 
it opens the doors. Those are opportunities in and of themselves. But when we help other people to achieve what they want to achieve, doesn't it help us to achieve as well? Efrat, I know you had something to say. I think it's, I absolutely agree. It's all about lifting each other up. And sometimes the path isn't a smooth one. Sometimes I think the secret is in doing something in a very unorthodox way. Um, it, it would be a creative way. It wouldn't be kind of the regular conventional path. And um, someone once told me, oh, this is all so unorthodox. And they're <laughs> saying it <laughs> as a negative thing. Uh-uh. And I'm flattered. I, I thought, oh, she thinks I'm, you know, different because I think we, we've become used to feeling different and being comfortable with that. Um, and so where I think where some people are extremely uncomfortable in being different and not doing things a conventional way, perhaps they're more likely to kind of to not continue with something because of that. Um and maybe they're less likely to uh, to lift others up at the same time. It's being in that comfortable space where you can think outside of the box a bit more and kind of be all right with that. It's- I've got to, I've got to throw a comment in here. Don't you think that as we get older and we fail more, we become better at it and taking advantage of that failure to go on to the next entrepreneurial thing or another thought that you may have that you'd like to pursue. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and I'm going to jump in here because I'm hoping my Wi-Fi will stay. Um, One of the things that I found is success begets success. So if Mm -hmm. Efrat or Kathy Mm -hmm. or Frankie has a success, and even if all I did in part of that success was support my friend, you know, support her in her vision or, you know, maybe gave her a couple, you know, piece of advice that made a difference. I feel that I've contributed to that and it kind of rolls over onto me, which is why I think as, as inventors and innovators and, you know, educational and, and personal entrepreneurs in developing the self-help growth industry, which I think by and large, a lot of us are working in or empowerment, um, inspiration. When we connect like that, that success can be contagious. Failure can also be contagious, but I, I like to, to celebrate my friend's success because Mm -hmm. it keeps me going. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I want to just jump in here. You know, we were talking about competition earlier and how it can be healthy or unhealthy. And sometimes it, it divides us, especially in our families. But your, your, your idea, Sandra, that we can celebrate our friend's success, that is so healthy. It, it's just like rawing for the right team, you know. That, that's precious. I love that. Thank you, Picasso. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with both of you. I think that when you, um, when you are unhappy for your friend's success, it's so small minded, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're operating from a, um, a a lack, you know, mentality that it can't happen for you. And when we, we, you know, applaud our friend's success and we have a bit of, you know, and we've helped them with that success even better. Uh, it's best for all of us. We all are winners then. Well, and don't you think, like, I know that when my friend fails, 
one of the things that happens to me is I feel really bad. Like I take mm-hmm. it on, you know, as my own, but then I recognize that she's human. And then it's like this weird bounce back thing. I'm like, wow, you know, if, if Frankie can fail, if, if Rock can fail, if Kathy can fail and Linda can fail. And then I watch them get back up again the next day, which I've seen all of you guys do you guys, not that you've had big failures with me, but mm-hmm. there are, there are bumps in the road. And then I watch you get up. Like I remember one time I was talking to Efrat and it was like really early in the morning here and it was like late in the afternoon and I'm watching her juggle kids pick up the taxi pick up this this is she's doing her work she's got so many things on, and she just looked at me and for that moment in time on Skype she looked so tired like there wasn't an ounce left in Efrat and then the next morning she's like Good morning, Sandra. And I, you know, I watched her transform from this exhausted woman that had so many plates spinning to this like delightful woman the next morning. I'm like, wow, if Rock gets up and does it every day, I've seen Frankie get up and do it every day. I've seen Linda and Kathy do it. And if Rock, I want you to share just a little bit about your secret for getting up the next day. Cause I've seen you do it over, over years, do it. That's a really good question, Sandra. That's a really, really good question. <laughs> um, I think, what is the secret? It's just, I think, managing to clear your head just before you pass out completely. Um, <laughs> just scraping together enough willpower to get up in the morning and to just start again with new energy. And I think kind of having faith helps a lot. Um, and kind of seeing seeing my kids in the morning gives me a whole new energy. Um, and it's, it's funny, Sandra, do you remember once when one of your gorgeous kids came in and I was so exhausted and your beautiful son came in and that just woke me up instantly it's kind of oh because Zachy yes my son Zachy's in love with the frat we have to preface that (laughs) he he thinks she's the bomb (laughs) don't we all yeah and um and just kind of that gives you energy because life gives you energy even though you're exhausted and spent and and also a good face of makeup doesn't hurt either. That's right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the superficial stuff, I think, is quite powerful, too. <laughs> it's um, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. Like a good face of makeup and some good foundation. And no matter what you do, you kind of put on a put on some lipstick and keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're doing these shows because I know some of this stuff's going to get picked up and we're going to see it in memes. And it's going to give energy and a good face of and a good face of makeup helps too. <laughs> you know how important a good face. This is Frankie from Toronto. A good face of makeup. I was, you know, Sandra knows my story. I was in the hospital for six months from a motorcycle accident, and every single day I put lipstick on, and I was hooked up to, you know, morphine. I, I had broke both beamers had pelvis, everything was broken in my body. And I did my hair and I put my makeup on. And when I was left the hospital after six months and they made you go, the insurance company make you go see these psychologists. And I go, you know, I'm in so much pain. He goes, no, you're not. Your face is all made up. (laughs) And I'm like, are you out of your mind? I said, if I didn't put my makeup on, if my outside looked like my inside, I would 
kill myself right away. And that wasn't a lie. I definitely had suicidal thoughts in that hospital, you know, from the pain or whatever, but that was not a lie. The other, the other thing I wanted to talk um, about was self self hypnosis. Um, Emile Coué, he, he was one of the um, back in France in oh, I can't remember what year it was. Um, but in the hospital, they didn't have anything, they couldn't help people. But what the one thing that he did do was work on their mind. And so, um, you know, touching each finger, he had every patient say, um, every day in every way, I get better and better. Every day in mm-hmm. every way, I get better and better. And everybody can do that at night. You touch each finger of your hand 10 times, you say it. Um, and that you actually do get better every day. I love that. I, I think that you're talking about the steps that are easy to do, mm-hmm. but they're also easy not to do. Mm-hmm. The difference is that we choose to do them. And Afrat and Frankie, yes, I agree. Makeup helps a lot um, because in some ways, if you can present to the world or even to your own mirror that you don't look like a failure, it minimizes it in some way, shape or form. Okay. So I love each new day. And you said, how do you get up to Afrat and, and start a day after a, a really heavy blow the day before or just total depletion? And I I think that each new day brings a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that the lessons you learn from failure are that you can go on, that even under the worst of days, so the death of a mother, um, terrible things, loss of a child, any of those things that you just can't move for a period of time, you can start over again. And hope, to me, is one of the greatest lessons from failure because there's always hope and there's always something new. And as long as you can keep hope alive, whether it's through makeup or or talking to yourself or, or affirmations, it really does help. So I'm a big fan of keeping hope alive. See, I love hope. I, yeah, I'm sorry. My, my okay. internet is sketchy, but hope is a big thing for me. And so mm-hmm. is faith. And, you know, whatever your belief Same. is, I just put it up to, you know, and I'm so funny because I hit everybody. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray to Jesus, <laughs> God, Buddha, my uh, spirit animals, my angels, you know, the, the mother earth, you know, whoever it is, you know, just, I need you now. I need you now because these are my labels. And so, you know, to put it up and then I, just go to sleep. I mean, Mm -hmm. never, never, never deny the power of sleep. So many things look better after Mm -hmm. a nap or a night's sleep. We're going to be back after the break with more from uh, Kathy Craffy, Linda Crater, Frankie Picasso, and Efrat Sofer. And we're going to talk more about success and failure. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The average banana has 108 calories and is rich in vitamin B6, which scientists at the USDA say helps prevent cognitive decline. Even though there are other fruits that have lower calories, the big advantage about bananas is that they are high in potassium, which aids in reducing high blood pressure and heart problems and helps combat ulcers. They have a year-round peak season, so they're good to eat anytime. Ripe bananas have uniform yellow skins and small brown flecks indicating that they are at their sweetest. 
Grab a banana on your way out the door because the calories in a banana are digested slowly and help supply the body with a steady source of energy. They are great for an energy boost if eaten about an hour before physical activity. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck from Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Linda Crater, Kathy Kraftke, Frankie Picasso, and Efrat Sofer. Now, if you like today's show, check us out at Dynamic Women talkradio.com. You can find more episodes like this. We talk about everything on this show, but we talk in a way that really honors each other as women and celebrates our differences. And we have a whole bucket of fun. I love these women. And I think it shows we're like, you know, like, like the cast of friends or the big bang theory or something. Um, There is just such mutual admiration and like uh, and love on this show that I really just, I want to thank everybody. And I want to thank our listeners for, for, for participating, especially when you guys post um, on our Facebook and you post on our social media, because these are issues that we all face. Now, I'm going to share something. When I first met all of these women, all of the women that are on the show today, Frankie, Linda, and Kathy, I was so intimidated. And I looked at them and I put them up on this pedestal and I thought, oh my gosh, what is this little farm girl going to do with these amazing women? And then I watched them fail and succeed and fail and succeed and they earned my admiration which is why you know we're all on the show together here but I want to ask everybody here now you guys are all pretty pretty good in your industries you're pretty successful you know you're meeting you know Margaret Thatcher and Urkel I don't know who else people met um (laughs) but you guys Ronald McDonald you know you guys have achieved a certain level of greatness But do you feel that greatness inside? Like when people come and they read my biography on the air, I almost cringe because I'm like, oh, I know I did all that stuff, but it just, it's, it sounds so overwhelming. And at the end of the day, I'm just a little farm girl having some fun. So I'm going to go, let's see, I'm going to randomly pick Kathy Kraftke first. Um, Yeah. Hot seat, hot seat. Uh, So sweet. I love it that you picked me to go first. Are you famous or a fraud inside? How's that? Oh, dear. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm never a fraud. I mean, that's part of my problem. I say way more than I should. But uh, I get myself in trouble all the time for telling the truth. I've had to learn to be more judicious, and I'm still, I guess I'll die trying to learn that. But I, I want you to know, from my point of view, success and failure Maybe it gets misdefined in the world a little in certain ways, like we think fame and fortune. And and so I don't actually necessarily define success that way. I, not that I would be sad to have fame and fortune, but mm-hmm. I think 
for most women, success really is in our relationships and the the warmth and the value that we the worthiness we experience in those relationships. And and I I love some of the things people said today. Even I liked uh, Frankie's comment that she's a solution strategist. I'm so plagiarizing that. That is just such a great title. But one of the ways that we we collaborate and we 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 cultivate this sense of warmth in our relationships is knowing our own giftedness and operating in that and then getting out of the way so that our friends that we love and respect can also do the things they're so great at and and just rejoice and just to be clear one of my things I always do when I'm on a committee is I try to sit next to the person that can add or subtract because I can talk, <laughs> I can talk but math is not what I do you know so I and if you ever serve on a committee with me and you're great at math, you're going to find out I praise you the whole time. I mean, I just waste time praising people that can add and subtract because that's what I admire so much. It's the thing I'm not good at. But anyway, you, you know, we're talking about how we succeed or how we fail. To me, success is really getting to that place where we're comfortable in our own skin and we can look around and just rejoice because people are different than I am. I- I'm happy about that. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm, I'm listening to you, and I, I agree with everything you just said. But I was thinking about how that related to myself. And I guess I, I've been extremely successful by the world's measurements. Um, and I've also been extremely a failure by you know, my own measurements. And so I guess I don't define myself as either famous spread or by my success or failure. I think I appreciate all of what you all bring to the table, especially discussing in this show. I appreciate people who can get up and try again. Um, you may have scraped knees, you may have scars, you may have broken femurs and all sorts of things for, like you did from your motorcycle accident, Frankie. But I think I admire people the most who get up and do whatever they can do the best in their area of giftedness or whatever it is that they're choosing to and keep on going. I I so admire that. And I would hope that that's what people look at in me as well. I want them never to say that she gave up Mm because that they'll never say that. I can tell you that. But I, I think that I would prefer to be known by the, the way I got up and tried again and again and again and again as many times as needed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Ontario. I just want to say, Sandra, that when I first met you, you intimidated the hell out of me. And me. <laughs> and me. And me. She's like a Nordic goddess, you know. Yep. Like this, this <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, she, she should start on Vikings. Um, no, you did. And, you know, you're very successful and you're extremely smart and very funny and people – you know, sometimes don't know how to take you, but I absolutely adore you. I think you're like hilarious. And I'm going to book you on comedy central, but um, you know, (laughs) fake or failure or or fraud or, you know, famous person. Um, I did a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. And and like many of you, you get to be this age and you think, how the hell did that happen? When did I do that? And isn't that cool? But you know, people read your bio on air, which I'm going on another show, you know, and I know she's going to read it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I cringe because it's all true, but it was a lifetime ago. And mm-hmm. how did I get to do those things? I, I have a stepsister who's said, how did, how did she get that job? She didn't, she didn't get her, you know, 
her, her master's in that or something like that. And I go, I got it because I knew I could, you know, that's the way I walk in the world. I just, you know, if I think I can do something, I can do it and I'm just going to go and do it. And, you know, whether I used to be a private detective, I was, I managed a world kickboxing champion. I've done like crazy stuff uh, because it interested me and I wanted to do it. And no, I'm not famous, <laughs> but, but, you know, I did things I wanted to do. And, and I think that's, you know, that, that makes me happy. So. Love well, and I, I love that. Let's, let's go to Kathy Crafty in Texas, East Texas. Well, you know, we're talking about people we've met that are famous, which I, I don't really know anybody famous except you guys. But, um, but when I was a kid, my mother was one of the only Republicans in East Texas that, in a, and everybody else was Democrats. In the, <laughs> in the 1960s. I mean, think how far that has changed, but she anyway, was infamous. Mother, mother, yeah, she she was a person that taught me well how to stand for what she believed, even when everybody else told her she was crazy. But anyway, we uh, we went to a rally for George H. W. Bush when he was running for senator, and I just think I laugh so hard now because I was just a little kid. But I said to him, "I want to hug you, Mr. Bush, because I want to be able to say I hugged a U.S. senator someday." Oh, <laughs> little did you know. So there's my claim to fame. <laughs> but what a great example of not giving up. Uh, let's go to London, England, if right so far. I think it's 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 the not giving up. And when you've seen people who haven't given up, that makes you kind of want to continue. And um and that's that's just just the thing. And so to be among friends who appreciate that is huge and I think one of the reasons why I didn't give up kind of those many many times that like I stumbled is um is to maybe quite selfishly I thought how would other people react they'll say oh never mind she gave up never mind you know it was too hard anyway and I didn't want to be the woman who gave up because it was too hard anyway um yeah and it's and it's it's and it makes you almost appreciate not to care what other people think mm -hmm. kind of the, the negativity um what do you ladies think about that well you know i think the question is why don't you want to give up yeah when, you know why don't you want to give up people are going you should give up <laughs> you know you should the just naysayers are always out there oh, right? always out there and you know and Sandra made the point, you know, do you know when to give up? But when do you get, why don't you give up? Pride. Well, sometimes it's ego. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't want to fall on my face and I don't want another embarrassment or failure. Cause here's the thing I can fail in private. I can quit in private, but like, if I'm aligned with like any of you girls or my kids or my family, it's like, you're going to have to pull my lifeless fingers off the project. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Here's another quote for you. Dead body, cold fingers. Sticky, <laughs> sticky fingers. 
But I think it is all about keeping it real. I mean, one of the yeah. things that I love about the show is we're able to talk about these things because they are real. I think every successful person, when I worked for Disney and CBS, I used to ask people, I asked Elton John, um, you know, Tom Hanks, I've asked, uh, you know, any number of famous celebrities, like, do you really feel famous? And they all say the same thing. No, they're just famous is this, this thing that's out there. And this is what I do. And it's just amazing. So Let's go to Kathy Craffy before we close the show. Well, I, I didn't want to forget to come back to one thing Frant said earlier, and that was about faith. And I, I think that so many people who are successful, and I get to interview them all the time. It's just a bonus of what I do. But one thing I've discovered, real leaders, they are often filled with faith, and they have a real sense of their purpose. So they don't want to disappoint mm-hmm. other people, but on the other hand, they really want to be true to the calling they have on their life. And so, so that sort of frees them up to not worry about what other people think, whether it's failure or success by other people's definition, they want to stay focused on the thing that they feel is, is their purpose in life given to them by a higher sense of faith. I love that. I love that because at the end of the day, I have this thing that if I can put my head down on the pillow and feel I've done the very best I can, then that's enough. Like that's this promise that I made to myself when I was really young. You know what? If you did your best, put your head down Mm -hmm. and go to sleep. And that's Mm -hmm. enough. And I think for all of us, we all really want to change the world. We want to improve. We want to be mentors for young men and women today. We want to be peer support for each other. And we want to make a difference. That's a tall order. And there is not one woman on the show today that hasn't put a tall order into the universe on what she wants to do, be, or have. And so I salute all of you. You guys are amazing, wonderful, dynamic women. I love sharing this hour for you. Today's episode, Lessons from Failure, is available on iTunes. You can find it on Dynamic Women Talk Radio. On behalf of Efrat Sofer in London, England, Frankie Picasso, Toronto, Ontario, Linda Crater, Washington, D.C., and Kathy Crafty, East Texas, the big state of Texas. We'll be back again next week. I'm Sandra Beck of Dynamic Women Talk Radio. Make it a good one. Thank you for tuning in today to Dynamic Women Talk Radio and join us each week. You can find more shows on dynamicwomentalkradio.com.